Welcome to episode 36 of the Princeton Podcast, produced by the podcast production team at HG Media. In this episode, our Princeton Podcast host, Mayor Mark Frieda, welcomed Sarah Rasmussen, the new artistic director of the McCarter Theater Center. In addition to discussing her role as the artistic director of McCarter Theater, Sarah described McCarter's theater series of original productions, including Blues for an Alabama Sky, McCarter's current production, written by Pearl Cleage and directed by McCarter's Associate Artistic Director, Nicole A. Watson. Sarah also detailed McCarter's Presented series, an innovative mix of performances and cultural attractions, including the upcoming performance of Eddie Palmieri and his Salsa Orchestra, McCarter's Jazz in June series, presenting six events over three weekends, including Samara Joy, the 2023 Grammy Award-winning Best New Artist, as well as the return of the McCarter Theater Dance series and classical music performances. Mark and Sarah also touched on McCarter Theater Center's educational and community engagement programs, including camps and classes for both children and adults. This is an information-packed episode, so without any further introduction, let's join our host, Mark Frieda, and his guest, Sarah Rasmussen, for episode 36 of the Princeton Podcast. Sarah, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me here. It's our pleasure. So why don't we start with, when did you join McCarter? I joined McCarter in August of 2020. So a rather dramatic time to um, to make a, a, a shift in, in my work. Uh, everything was really shut down when I arrived in Princeton. Yeah. So it's really lovely now. This is our first um, full season at McCarter and just so fun that the world is really truly opened up again and everything is so bustling. Yeah, it is a nice change. So I think it would be great if you could explain exactly what your role does at McCarter. I think everybody knows your title, but what is it you really do? Artistic directors do a lot <laughs> of different things. So um, I do get to direct as, as part of my work. Um, I, I direct plays, I direct musicals. I develop a lot of new work with artists, so identifying artists that we're going to work with and bringing that work from an idea all the way to uh, a, a show that we do at McCarter and then um, often launch into the the larger world. So that's a really joyful part of my work is is working with artists. But artistic directors do a lot of other things too. We do a lot of fundraising. We do a lot of meeting with, um, which is also I something I, I truly love doing. It's really fun to meet people. I love getting to know people and their stories and what uh, what draws them to the arts and supporting the arts. Uh, I also um, just do a lot of overall management of of the theater, and especially in these times, I think artistic directors have have taken a lot more on in terms of strategic planning. And as our um, as our industry continues to try to recover from the pandemic and find new ways of working and new ways of meeting audiences, new ways of understanding what audiences want post pandemic, we're just doing a lot of a lot of connecting. I also do a lot of connecting with other artistic directors, um, mm -hmm. both nationally and internationally, about what they're working on. I think something good that is coming out of the pandemic is even more and more partnership between theaters. We know that we are all facing similar struggles, and we're all looking um, for ways to share our ideas and our solutions and um, and the art with each other. Well, wow, that is really great. Thank you. That's a great answer. I really, I just learned so much in that little yeah. uh, little bit. That's tremendous. So what about, you know, what is, what is the mission of McCarter Theater? I mean, there must be some set. Absolutely. Mission. I mean, we just, the, the McCarter has such a long legacy in American theater, which is incredible. And McCarter is also really unique in that 
Most theaters either do plays or they're performing arts centers that mm. bring in dance and music. And McCarter is one of the very few theaters in the country that does both. And so it's really important to us that we bring excellent art to our community, that we support artists, that we're generating art that then goes out uh, to have a larger life in the field. And we, we did a lot of um, thinking about that over the pandemic uh, with, our, with our core staff, with stakeholders in the community about what's, what's truly important to us and both carrying and honoring that legacy of, of what McCarter's been, but also what, you know, what we want it to be. And we really identified that we want it to be a place where people can experience um, beauty, the beauty of the arts and a sense of belonging in their own community. I think people coming together, there's, there's something about seeing art together that's different than us watching it on our screens at home by ourselves or with our spouse or partner. Um, and, and we want it to be a place that is very inclusive, that uh, has that spirit of, of, of moving the art and the industry forward in a really equitable, inclusive way. Um, but we also want it to be a place that has a lot of fun and energy. And I think, you know, the, the Romans used to say, well, the, the role of, you know, theater is to, to, to entertain and educate, but also to delight us. And I think that that's true even now that we want, we want that substantive work, but we also want it to be entertaining and enjoyable to folks. Yeah. No, I have to agree. It's really nice to be in the theater, see something live. And then also to turn around and see people you know and you know during intermission or before or after Absolutely. a show to be able to chit chat and say hey did you did you catch this little bit or that yeah. or and I love that live performing arts is where we can come together to see people we know or to meet new people or to find out who else has an affinity for this kind of work and I think um, I think it's rare to have those kind of uh, crossroads in our communities that that really bring together so many people and yeah it's fun it's a great thing so. Uh, obviously, McCarter does a lot of shows, but can you tell us about the education and, and engagement aspect I of the theater? I can. It's a very robust part of of what we do, and it's fun in the building now to see so many uh, so many folks of all ages coming and going with our education programs. And our education programs, um, led by Brooke Bertzel, also uh, spend a lot of time out in schools, and that's been great, too. Of course, that all had to get shut down in COVID, and now it's back, and that's great. So I, I do want to highlight that we have summer programs that are on sale right now. For ages five through 15, they're really fun summer camps, um, all sorts of different subjects that connect kids with um, performing arts. And so that program runs in five sessions over the course of the summer, starting June 19th through August 11th. We also have professional development for adults. Um, we're doing a lot with entrepreneurial programs and public speaking. So finding really practical ways that adults can use the arts in their own work. Um, and that's been really, really fun. We've been doing some of that with um, adult students, but also um, adults in the community. It's something we want to want to you know continue to build on. And we also do community engagement programs. We do a lot with the library, a lot with community partners, and that's been great for me as as things have really come back to life uh, to meet the community that way. And so many great longstanding community partners that McCarter works. That's great, and it's a community where you can make so many different partnerships and. And Absolutely. With a lot of quality Absolutely. And always looking for more. So if you're listening and you have a community organization that you'd love to connect with McCarter, please reach out to us. There you go. So would you mind sharing where you grew up and were you interested in the theater at an early age or how, how did that come about? I was. And I'm one of the rare artistic directors that started as a director and, and frankly, as an artistic director. I think a lot of us get into theater through acting or through things like that. But I grew up in um, in a small town in in South Dakota called Sisseton, South Dakota, and uh, it, it was not a place that had a lot of 
um, performing arts or arts in the schools is, is pretty, pretty rural uh, community. But I, my mom is an awesome woman who is an English teacher and she, um, she would take me as a kid to see live arts and, and especially theater. She loved theater. She loved Shakespeare. Um, she directed Thornton Wilder's Our Town when she was pregnant with me. It's my favorite play. I don't know if that's connected, <laughs> but, but, um, Our Town premiered at McCarter. So there's these weird, but I, it's something I really hope to direct at McCarter at some point. Um, but my mom took me to the Guthrie as a kid to see, uh, to see theater, to see a Shakespeare play. And I just thought, I got to do this. This is what I want to do. I want to run a theater. So I, I came back to my town and, and just thought, how hard can it be? I was the older sister of a couple brothers. So I was like, well, somebody's got to do it. I, I can figure this out. So I started directing plays and then just found that I really loved, um, the directing side of it. I think the fun thing about directing is, you can be a little bit good at a lot of things. I loved, I have a, a, a real bet towards visual art. I love visual art. I love painting and drawing. And I think in a way, uh, directing is creating three dimensional pictures on stage. Mm. I also love writing. I love literature. I love music. It's a way to put it all together. But I think more than anything, I just, I really loved creating gifts for a community, creating something beautiful or funny or meaningful, heartfelt for, um, for a community and sharing it. And so I think. I'm very lucky over the years that I've gotten to just continue to do to do that work in different communities. And um, yeah, it's when people say, how long have you been doing this? I think about it. I'm like, well, I've been doing artistic director directing work for over 25 years. And then they say, wait, how old are you? you know, but, um, it's 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 something that's been a part of my world for a long time. That's great. Really? Um, so did you pursue an education related to the theater in college and grad school or? I, yes, yes. And, um, I, I went to a small liberal arts college where, because I grew up in a small town, I kind of was hungry to study everything. And what I loved about that liberal arts humanities model is, is I got to take classes in a lot of different things. I was an English major and, um, and also spent a lot of time in, in study abroad programs. I, I spent most of my junior year in the Mideast and Asia. Uh, after college, I did a Fulbright in Europe for a year. Really had a a a a, a desire to go far afield after <laughs> you know after growing up in a small town and um and and I think the great thing about that is that when you're creating art, it's really about everything else. You know, it's important to study the craft of making theater, but any play, any musical, any piece of art is actually you know so much about it's about history or about you know. It's about literature. It's about all of the intersection of those things. So, um, so I spent a lot of time, you know, traveling the world on that Fulbright in Europe. And then I came back and I did a master's degree in theater directing uh, at the University of California at San Diego, mm -hmm. just housed at the La Jolla Playhouse, which is another big theater in the country. And it was great. It was, they take one or two students a year and you get to direct a lot on their big stages and, um, and also teach as part of it. It was a great program because. Uh, our tuition was uh, then then compensated for by our our teaching of undergrads. So it was a really amazing amazing experience and uh, made a lot of made a lot of great connections in that program. And then and then I had a a, a freelance life where I, I I worked a lot of different places. I worked for Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Um, I was a professor at UT Austin. Mm -hmm. I spent time in in New York City working. Um, and then uh, ultimately um, ran a theater company in, in Minneapolis before coming here. Wow. The roads we take. The roads that. we take. The <laughs> roads we take. Yeah. 
So McCarter was fun for me to, as a former professor, to be on a campus where we're also bringing together, you know, the world of academia and the world of performing arts is really. Yeah. Quite a journey. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just in the short time you've been at McCarter, you've been taking McCarter's work across the country and yes. partnering with uh, theater companies in the UK. Can you tell us more about some of these partnerships? Absolutely. So we just had Wuthering Heights on our stage, which was really fun. Uh, an incredible company um, from the UK Wise Children, uh, directed by Emma Rice, who's one of my favorite directors of all time. So that was really fun uh, to, to bring to the community here. I think one of the things I appreciate is McCarter has such an amazing reputation that we really can bring over you know, international companies and bring the best of, of artists in, in, in this country as well. Um, but it has been fun to create work that's making waves outside of Princeton, too. So a Ride the Cyclone is a musical that we did here last year. And then I was able to take that to Washington, D.C., where yeah. it got great reviews. It extended by a couple of weeks. It broke their box office records for this year. So that felt really gratifying in a, at a time when, you know, audiences have been a bit slow to return to see that our work is making a big impact. And um, we also just had a, a piece called Between Two Knees that then went on to Seattle, where it's broken their box office records this year uh, in, in in their season. And and that will be announced for New York then in, I think, a couple of days here. So I, I'm probably okay to, to tease that. But it it is really great to to feel like what we're doing is doesn't just end here. It goes on to have a life. And that's really important to us um, in terms of the the viability of artists' lives right now. They're very impacted by the pandemic. And we want to make sure that the art we do supports artists beyond just what we do here. And also gets McCarter's name out there and, and reputation right. out there. That, that's all helpful then for us getting the best of what artists want to bring to us here and, and being part of that larger conversation and, and ecosystem. Yeah, I got to think the more obviously the name is out there, well, although it's a well-known name already, of course, but the fact of that course. you're promoting yes. it even more draws and, more talent. Yeah, and we're building on that. That you know that was always true of, of of McCarter. It's been one of the leaders in the field, and and something I feel passionate about is making sure that it continues to be a leader in the field and and be in step with the times, be in step with the conversation that the larger field is having. That's yeah. great. Um, so I believe. You have, McCarter has, both a theater, a theater series yes. and a presented series of shows. Can you explain what the theater series is first, and then we'll get to the presented? Right. We do, um, we do uh, original productions every year that are made and, and built by our wonderful staff at, at McCarter. It truly is one of the best production staffs in the country in terms of what they can create on site here. Um, so we, we do four plays a year. We do Christmas Carol. We'll continue to add on to that with more new work that we're developing. We have a Toni Morrison project right now that's based on the uh, Toni Morrison archives at Princeton, and artists are creating work around that. We have a great play coming up here in May called Blues for an Alabama Sky. It's beautiful. It takes place Harlem, Jazz Age. It's just an incredible story, incredible characters. Uh, this play was is coming to us from a production in Minneapolis, the Guthrie Theater. Our, our own associate artistic director, Nicole A. Watson, who's a brilliant uh, director, directed it at the Guthrie, and now it's coming uh, here to McCarter. So people are going to want to come see that. It's really it's really great. It's one of those plays. I just got to see it in Minneapolis and just feel like you know the characters so well after. Mm. It's like they were just real people. It's really it's really wonderful. Um, and and so we are going back next year, too, to uh, a full subscription on on those plays so that people can advance, get those the best seats, the best prices, all of that. 
Um, so next year we'll have two new plays. We'll have Christmas Carol. We'll have a beloved musical title, a classic musical title that we're about to announce in the coming weeks. Um, and something really fun and spooky and cool around Halloween. So that's our theater series <laughs> teaser. We can't tell you exactly yet. Still ink drying on some of the rights, but um, but it's going to be a great subscription season of theater next season. That sounds exciting. Yeah. I can't wait to find yeah. out what find the out more. those little no, teases take us. <laughs> Pay attention. Tell you in April. <laughs> and, and then what about the presented series? What's that? The presented series, again, that's what makes McCarter so unique that we do all of these things. So um, we have a, a wonderful curator who came in this fall of that series named Paula Abreu. And Paula is um, taking over for the amazing Bill Lockwood, who is there for 60 years. And Bill and Paula have been partnering together on this in, in many ways. Bill is still with us in a in an emeritus capacity, which is great that we still can you know draw on his wisdom uh, even as we start to you know fold in new vision here as well. So Paula comes to us uh, from from New York City, and she just has an incredible breadth of of knowledge and vision around artists from all around the world. She did um, she curated all of the the concerts for city public parks in New York, so which has brought on incredible artists from from all over. So. A couple of things we want to highlight coming up in the presented series um, is Eddie Palmieri and his salsa orchestra on April 15th with a free salsa workshop in the lobby um, around that. Andy Borowitz is going to be back on May 19th. I think that uh, people love that um, here. I've not gotten to see Andy live yet at McCarter, but um, people are really excited about that. Jazz in June uh, is back. That was a, a project that Bill Lockwood had started mm -hmm. that's very beloved. Um, uh, and that one of the folks on that docket is Grammy winner for Best New Artist, Samara Joy, who I believe is already sold out, but maybe we can sneak some standing room in there. So these just really, really incredible breadth of artists that, that, that Paula is bringing. Um, we have a return of the classical music subscription series, which is, uh, really exciting. And we can tease for you today the National Symphony Orchestra of Ukraine is coming wow. next year, which is really, I yeah. think that'll be really, Incredible um, and obviously very meaningful. And a return of the dance subscription series as well. So huge breadth of things. We're Paula and I are also really passionate about bringing in um, some new bands, some kind of, you know, we like the eclecticism that there really is something for everyone this yeah. season. It was fun. And it, it, last year we got to bring in the, the Band Lake Street Dive, which was great. You know, we're trying to just really keep the expanse generationally too of, all the different things that people are hungry to see in this community. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the direction you hope to take the theater in over the next few years. What are, where are you going? What are your thoughts? Yes. Well, it's so fascinating to me because of course I interviewed for this job before the pandemic. Um, and then the reality of coming in, you know, in the pandemic, all of us in theater, you know, it's, it's so funny. We thought, oh, this will, at first, this will last for a couple of weeks. Like we'll just put things on pause and then we'll come back to what we were doing. And of course, that's not how it all unfolded. So I think we all feel incredibly passionate about the the recovery of our industry and what that means. We're really grateful to our our board and our donors and our audiences for for staying with us and and coming out again to live yeah. performances. Honestly, one of the biggest challenges, I think, for for any live event is is to get people to get off their couches. You know, we we know there's great stuff to stream can enjoy that and also you know make plans to come back to stuff live and and subscribe to those series again all of that so so you know we do feel like it's it's so amazing that we have this world-class theater right here in town we've got these incredible artists from all over the world that want to come work with us and 
and we want to stay stay you know deeply deeply committed to that we also want we want everyone to feel welcome so we want to have the kind of programming and the kind of engagement that people who've been coming to McCarter for decades you know feel like they they belong there and also it is that yes and of we know in in the arts field across the country we need to keep investing in new audiences as well and younger audiences maybe people who didn't know that we were right right there in town and and so um I'm really lucky uh you know Kelly Ryman our our new marketing director is with us here today in the room and Kelly's just doing an amazing job on telling that story and getting the word out and you know um I think being new and coming in at a time when everything was shut down I'm I have a lot of humility around this is you know this is the first year I'm really getting to know who's the audience here and what are they hungry for you know and we're making our best predictions on what that is but we're also really listening for for what people are um, responding to. And we want it to be art that both drives the conversation forward, but also meets people where they are and, and entertains them and delights them right here in their own community. I think we're also really looking at, at how things are shifting for audiences um, in terms of what their, what their patterns are, how far they're traveling, all of that. So um, it's a time of a, a lot of um, a lot of big questions and thinking, but we're, we have just the best people working at McCarter and and um and such great champions in the community so we're we're i think have we have a lot of energy around around doing that work and a lot of a lot to be grateful for uh, the theater has you know thanks to the stewardship of so many people over the years it's 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 got a lot of abundance it's got a lot of resources so we feel really lucky that even in challenging you know circumstances we're we're well poised to keep growing and and leading in the field yeah well i think you're Physically, you're in a great location. Yeah. You're in a great community because there's a lot of support from the community itself. Yeah. But it's a community that draws people from all over. Absolutely. Right? I mean, people can go to dinner. There's a gazillion restaurants, quality restaurants in town. Yes. Go to dinner, go to a show, or yes. after a show, go out and get a couple drinks or just walk around a really beautiful town. So Absolutely. It's, uh, for all, there's a whole it's lot really of things special. here, I think, that help yeah. attract people to yeah. the, to the yeah. area and to the theater. And yet sometimes we do hear from new people. I didn't even know this was here. So, you know, that is our charge too, to keep, I think because it is a community where there's always new people coming into making sure that people know about us and what we're doing. Yeah. And and I got to say, I did, um, I guess it was last year, I did see Ride the Cyclone. Yeah. I was there for Christmas Carol. And I think it's just great to, again, be in the theater and to see other people, but see a live show, right? I mean, yeah. we can, as you mentioned, you could stream something or watch, you know, whatever it is. But you can do that whenever. Yeah. But yeah. a live show. Yeah. I mean, go out, enjoy yourself, get some fresh air, go to a theater, walk around, Absolutely. meet people. There's, Absolutely. I think there's just a lot to be said to be out amongst people yeah. and not sitting at home. Yeah. And it's a different feeling, right, in an audience when you're laughing together or when you're feeling, you know, yeah. feeling a story together. Um, I, I think that that's, it's one of the things that is, you know, truly unique about about live performance and it kind of reminds us what it what it means to be human together in a way that we i think really really missed in so many ways yeah and i think it's great to be there in front of a stage watching people give their all act really well and there's so many little nuances of how they act or what they're doing or what they're doing to you know portray whatever their role yeah. is that you catch on the stage that you know on, on the tv or whatever yeah. you're probably not going to you're probably not going to appreciate it as much, but being there watching it, it to me, is just an amazing yeah. opportunity. And I think audiences don't always appreciate how much the actors feed off of the audience being there. You yeah. know, when you have a, 
a great audience um, in the house, it really does. It really does feed the performances on stage. And that's something we're excited about, too, about some of the new work that we're that we're developing. I, I have an interest in comedy for that reason, because I think it is really um, it's a really incredible experience to laugh with other people in the room. And so I think, um, you know, it's something that we're 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 definitely talking about uh, in terms of like, how do we keep creating experiences too for audience to get to see that work in progress and, and really participate in it of, you know, when you have a new piece and you're listening for, okay, where's the audience laughing or where, where, where uh, do they check out a little bit more? You know, they, that process really does then shape that piece. And I think as a director, that's just the coolest thing is to be on the ground floor of, of making those kind of things. Sarah, I want to thank you for having joined us today. It has been great talking to you about McCarter. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you for joining us for the 36th episode of the Princeton Podcast, produced by the podcast production team at HG Media, providing audio and video production services here in Princeton since 1999. If you enjoyed this episode of the Princeton Podcast, please share it with your friends. Visit our website at princetonpodcast.com and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.